0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاه والسلام على اشرف الانبياء والمرسلين سيدنا ونبينا وحبيبنا وشفيعنا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين ومن تبعهم باحسان الى يوم الدين رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي امري واحلل عقده من لساني قولي ما بعد Dear brothers and sisters, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. About a month ago, we spoke about the outbreak of the coronavirus, now known as COVID 19. And since then, the situation has changed quite a bit. We want to be people, we are taught to be people who share good news. Who share good news, who give people reassurance, who don't spread panic. So that is not what we want to do or that we intend to do. But at the same time, it is important for us to be informed accurately so that we can behave accordingly. So since then, my brothers and sisters, we have seen that many more people have become infected and many more cities around the world are under lockdown and it's not only in china anymore for us for the believers for muslims i think the most visible impact has been the pictures of the mataf the area of tawaf around the kaaba in masjid al haram being empty and closed off and the authorities say that it will remain closed until the threat has subsided as you probably know uh, Umrah has been closed, not just for international travelers, but also for people who are local uh, around the cities of Mecca and Medina as well. And visits to the Rawdah of the Prophet ﷺ and to the Baqi cemetery have also been closed. Now, next door to us in the US, the community spread has begun. The community spread of the virus has begun. So that means that it is now not just limited to people who traveled to the affected areas or limited to people who know someone who traveled but rather this virus is now out in the public. So it's not just limited to those few people who may have been traveling. And last night, uh, we just got word as well of the first such case here in Canada. So a a person tested positive for the virus in British Columbia and it is not known how they got it Meaning that it cannot be traced to travel So they did not travel anywhere uh, Nor were they in contact with someone who had the virus So the mystery or the question is Well, okay, where did they get it from? And, you know, mashallah Once again, we are blessed to live uh, in, a, in a country Where, alhamdulillah, there is, you know uh, Advanced healthcare um, There are public health agencies Um, And there are experts Who are trying to deal with this In the best way possible Now to be clear And because you see It's easy to get caught up in the hype Right The sensationalism When you turn on the news Or you go on to news websites And you see a lot of headlines And you know Breaking news And this and that And they're just doing their job And I know because I worked as a journalist Right So the media is doing their job Yes it's You know There is a bit of sensationalism Because at the end of the day That's what gets people to watch And to pay attention So it's important to have the facts So to be clear Most of the people That are impacted by this virus And those who will be impacted May Allah protect us all Most people actually do not die Okay So the mortality rate Is around I mean it's still early But it's so far it's around 3, 3.5% Which means that out of 100 people Who actually contract this virus About 3 or 4 will die Out of 100 Okay so it's relatively low. It's still higher than the common flu, right? It's still higher than influenza. But it's still not like panic, like, you know, subhanAllah, like that. Every single person who comes into contact with it will absolutely uh, become a, you know, that it will be fatal and they'll become a victim. Okay, so it's very clear to know that uh, most people who, who get infected by this virus will, inshallah, by the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, will recover. The vast majority will recover, inshallah. Although it will likely, it is expected, and again, Allah knows best, but it is likely that it will impact a lot of people. Okay, So you have some diseases that impact a small group of people, and the mortality rate is very high. Right? But at the end of the day, because it impacted very few people, or a small number of people, the overall impact is pretty low. Okay. On the other hand, because, even though the mortality rate is low, it is expected, and again, Allah knows best, but it is expected, that it may impact a lot of people. So when it impacts a lot of people, even though the mortality rate is three or three and a half percent, it is possible that a lot of people will be uh, impacted. Now, most at risk are older people, so the elderly, and those with other existing health conditions. People who have, uh, you know, weak immune systems, or who are fighting or battling, you know, other types of diseases and illnesses as well, or who have other health conditions. Now, what has surprised? health experts, and everything I'm saying, by the way, are things that I've read, so I'm not a medical expert, so I'm not saying it by myself. So what I've come across or what I've read from reputable sources. So what has surprised health experts, uh, or at least some health experts, is that while children might get the virus, it seems that it almost has no or very little impact on them. Okay. So the mortality rate for children, like under nine, is like almost zero, like it's, it's, it's very, very less. uh, But the thing is that they could still pass it on to others, right? So children may have it, right? But you may not know, right? You may not be a parent, or it may just appear to be like a a very mild cold or flu. Uh, But they would still be able to pass it on uh, to others, potentially. But again, the research is early, so there's very little that we can say definitively. Now, one of the challenges regarding this virus is that a person can have it for up to 14 days and not know that they have it. Yet, during that time, they could still be passing it on to others, okay, uh, within six feet of them. Okay, so six feet around you, if you have it, you could be passing it on stu- through simple things like talking and coughing, sneezing, right? So that's one of the challenges because uh, with other outbreaks, so for example, SARS, it would be passed on to others after the symptoms became apparent. So it was a lot easier, this is what I read right? So it was a lot easier to contain it because You would see the symptoms and then you would know Okay, now this person has this illness And they might be passing it on to others And then they would just contain it So alhamdulillah, it was a lot easier to contain it So for this one, the challenge appears to be That the symptoms come up later And a person may feel like they're perfectly okay And may already still be passing it on to others The other thing also is that it's not really known How long it can survive on surfaces Because again, the research is Uh, it's it's, it's quite early for the research Uh, but so for example things like doors, uh, shopping carts, uh, you know, poles uh, whatever in the bus or LRT or whatever it may be Um, even money perhaps, cash, right or paper, books uh, mail maybe, right, so things like that Um, how long it can survive not sure yet, Allah knows best, you know, some say perhaps a few hours, I read in one place that perhaps even a few days And as you can see, that could also present present some challenges. So this is the situation. Now we must be clear that the Prophet has told us that there is no infection. That there is no infection. Meaning, the virus itself, the bacteria, the virus should not be attributed as or pinpointed as the primary cause for a person's illness. Prophet was very clear. لا عدوى, right? That there's no infection. Um, The virus Is subject to the divine decree And the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala If Allah's will and his decree Are there Then a virus will get into a person And cause damage And otherwise It won't be able to do so on its own Right So of course the terminology We say that yes Okay People are having conversations Especially you know In the United States where Okay where has it reached now Oh yes it's in my neighborhood now Okay so yes, we say that it is spreading And that people are catching it But at the end of the day We must know that our belief Is that a virus in and of itself Is not capable of doing anything Right? It's through the will and the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala That it spreads and that has an impact on people And we see that the same virus May affect one person severely And another person may not even realize that they have it It's the same bug okay but for one person it may be very very visible in terms of their symptoms and the impact that it has on them and for someone else they may not even realize it and there are people like that even with this right they're like well, i didn't even know until i tested positive right and if they weren't on that cruise ship for example they wouldn't have known they would have just thought it was just a regular you know cold or something or flu right so these differences are medically attributed to different factors so for example a person's age their strength uh, you know the, the strength of their immune system and so on and so forth but ultimately it has to do with the decree and the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala right and you can imagine that at the time of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam where you know they didn't have lab tests right they didn't have these uh, you know the types of things that are available today right that was probably seen that there are you know people who interact Together, who spend time together, who are in close contact, and one person gets very ill, another person almost nothing happens to them. Right? So the Prophet then said that it is all dependent on the decree and the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In and of itself and by itself, we do not attribute this power of infecting and causing harm to the actual uh, virus. However, that being said, the Prophet still advised that we take precautions still advised that we take precautions so he said that la yuridu mumridun ala musih that do not mix the sick with the healthy okay, he's referring to camels and other instances but the principle is the same that do not mix the sick with the healthy and as we discussed a month ago also the hadith of the prophet sallallahu that if you hear the news of an outbreak right in a certain place do not enter that place. And if the epidemic falls in a place where you are present, then do not leave that place to escape from the epidemic. So these are you know basic guidelines from the Prophet ﷺ, which are easy to follow, or that are simple to understand. And at the same time they indicate to us that we are expected to take precautions. Right? The Prophet ﷺ didn't say Everything is in Allah's hand There's no infection So go wherever you want Come wherever you want It doesn't matter And you just continue as life is normal right? That's not what he said Right? He advised that we take precautions Now of course We must rely on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala In all matters But taking precautions And using available permissible means It doesn't diminish this tawakkul On this reliance on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala So we shouldn't feel that if we are taking some means or if a person is, 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 is taking some means or precautions that they don't have faith and reliance on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right? they can actually and they do go together. A man once said, Ya Rasulullah, right? regarding his camel, A'qiluha wa atawakkal. Right? wa atawakkal. Right? He asked, Should I tie my camel and trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Should I tie my camel and trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Or should I leave her untied and trust in Allah? So the trust is there. Like he was asking about trust in both ways, like in both situations. What one entailed the using of the means that were available, and the other entailed not using the means. And as it is famously known, the Prophet ﷺ said, wa tawakkal, Tie her up and trust in Allah. Right? So we learn that indeed, we should be taking precautions and using permissible means that Allah Taala has made available. Right? Now there's a balance there as well. Right? And I think I mentioned this once before, that the Prophet ﷺ did not say that tie her up and also then stand there And watch Or hire a guard Right It was reasonable Right What he advised What was asked And what he advised Was was Were reasonable measures Reasonable measures So yes You tie it up You tie up the camel You place your trust In Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Just like your car Right So you lock your car Okay You don't leave the car The keys in the ignition Right Maybe you install An alarm system Right And You place your trust In Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Right, So be reasonable, don't be reckless And place your trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Ibn Rajab said that it should be understood That truly relying on Allah does not cancel out taking the measures Does not cancel out taking the measures By means of which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala causes to happen what He has decreed This is the way that Allah has ordained for His creation For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has enjoined us to take measures Yet He has also enjoined on us to rely on Him There's both So striving to take measures is an act of obedience to Him What did he say? Striving to take measures is an act of obedience to Him and relying in our hearts on Him is an act of faith in Him, as He, Subhanahu wa Taala, has said in Surah An-Nisa: Ya ayyuhalladina amanu, khudhū hidrakum, fanfiru thubatin, awanfiru jamia. That O oh, you who believe, take your precautions, khudhū hidrakum, and either go forth, meaning on an expedition, in parties, or go forth altogether. Right? But the point is, you do take the precautions. So the real tawakkul of a Muslim, right, the reliance on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is an action and hope, with a calm heart, with a peaceful self, and a truthful faith that whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wills, will happen, and whatever Allah does not will, will not happen. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not allow the reward of the good doers to be lost. Right? So you have to try your best, with reliance on Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, and not panic. Don't become panicked. Don't become too anxious. Yes, it's natural that you hear things and it has an impact on you, feel a little bit uncertain, perhaps feel a little bit afraid. Right? These are natural emotions. But at the end, of, at the end of the day, right? This reliance on Allah Subhanahu wa Taala should have a calming effect on us. SubhanAllah, you know, panic spreads, right? All these stories, people hear stories, oh, toilet paper is out in Costco. So now everyone's gonna go and start packing up toilet paper. Uh, By the way, I don't understand why toilet paper, like why not anything else? Like I honestly don't know that yet. Okay, but anyways, toilet paper seems to be very important. Oh, we're sharing pictures, oh, empty shelves, no toilet paper. SubhanAllah. So I'm like, okay, let me go to my, see for myself. So I went to the supermarket, Oh there's tons of toilet paper, there's no problem Maybe someone Costco, this Costco that maybe it's, maybe it's a Costco problem, I don't know I don't shop at Costco Right? The toilet paper is finished right? People start panicking, hoarding, stocking up Yes, what the authorities have said is that Be reasonably prepared for about two weeks That if you're not able to leave your home If you're quarantined If all of your family members also fall ill with you at the same time And you're recovering And you're not able to go out Then have enough provisions that you're able to last for a couple of weeks uh, This is what has been said Right? In Hong Kong, there was a theft of toilet paper. Six hundred rolls of toilet paper at, at, at knife point. SubhanAllah. Ajib. Okay, so no panic. Right? Inshallah, there will be no short supply of things. Yes, hand sanitizer maybe, but you work around. You find recipes to make it yourself. Whatever you find, you know ways to work around. Don't panic. Right? Have to be calm and measured in our response. Inshallah. The Prophet sallallahu gave advice. Ibn Abbas عنه, is famous And he reported that I was riding Behind the messenger of Allah وسلم, And he said to me Young man I will teach you some words Be mindful of Allah And He will protect you يحفظ Be mindful of Allah وتعالى, And Allah will protect you Be mindful of Allah And you will find Him before you If you ask, ask from Allah If you seek help, seek help from Allah Know that if the nations gather together to benefit you, they will not benefit you unless Allah has decreed it for you. And if the nations gather to harm you, they will not harm you unless Allah has decreed it for you and the pens have been lifted and the pages have dried. Right? So whatever has been decreed and is in the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or Allah has decided that it will happen, it is going to happen no matter what. Right. It's going to happen no matter what. And nobody can help us if Allah doesn't want to help us. Right? It's simple as that. Okay, So what does that tell us? That our focus should turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right? While taking reasonable means and, and precautions. But at the end of the day, right, at the end of the day it comes down to, right, or goes up to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's decree and his decision. So while placing perfect trust and reliance on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, our responsibility is to still take Precautions. So don't be irresponsible, don't be reckless, take precautions. But deep down in your heart, you know that at the end of the day, whatever Allah wills has happened, will happen. Right? But I have to take my reasonable precautions, I have to take some steps to to use the available means and precautions. So as we know, washing is something we've talked about this before. It's very, very important in our deen. Right. And again, it amazes me. Sometimes people wonder why is this religion so detailed? Why do they have to talk about washing and this and that? this is the beauty of this deen because it is a deen of fitra it is a deen that suits the natural disposition because it came from our creator allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and therefore all the things that are important are emphasized as part of daily life so yes washing is very important right as we know at different times right but during these times right it is good also to take extra precaution as the experts are telling us you know to wash your hands with soap ideally right for 15 to 30 or about 20 seconds Right? and properly, especially before you know eating and before touching your face. Right? Because through the course of our day we meet people, right, we shake hands, we touch things, and Allah knows best what is getting on our hands. Right. So we should be washing our hands anyway before we eat after using the bathroom and making wudu and so on and so forth. But just try to take extra care. Wash your hands regularly and properly. If you're not able to wash regularly, right, water is not available, then use the hand sanitizers. Right? It's not gonna break your wudu, insha'Allah. Uh, yes, it contains alcohol. Right? Some scholars say it is not really impure. Others say that perhaps it is. Right. So dry it off, rub it until it's dry. And if you really want reassurance, then you can rinse your hands afterwards. It's not a big issue, insha'Allah. If you need to sneeze or cough, right, basic etiquettes, right. Try not to do it in your hands. I mean, the Prophet first has advised not to just do it openly. He advised that you should cover it, right. But what we are saying, because of what we learned from the experts, right, and the risks. That if you need to sneeze or cough, do it in your sleeve Or do it in a tissue and then throw away the tissue If you have symptoms, right, and you're not clear Flu-like symptoms, if you have a fever, right Especially if you have traveled internationally Then offer salah at home, right Even if it's juma, right. Even if it's Salatul juma you can offer salah at home because of the risk Until you are cleared or inshallah until you recover Right, because the person who has a serious illness And especially when there's a risk of spreading contagious diseases Is excused from offering Salatul Jum'ah And also know as we discussed That the risk is higher for the elderly So be especially careful To protect your elders Right. So do everything that is advised But be especially careful around Our elders in practicing these tips Now every trial should remind us To turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala yeah, Sometimes people wonder Oh is it a trial, is it a punishment Allah knows best Allah knows best what it is. But the response should be the same regardless. Only Allah knows, right? I can't say, oh, is it a trial or is it it a punishment? Allah knows best. But the response, which is most important, should be the same. And that is to turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And reflect. Right? And subhanallah, as I was mentioning earlier, one of the things that is really striking for many people is finding that the area around the Kaaba is empty. Right? Because since I, for the longest of time, since I was born, since I remember, there's always tawaf going around the Kaaba. Yes, there has been instances... There was flooding, there were other situations, there was a hostage taking even once, or like a, a standoff. And you know, there was there were times when things stopped. Okay, So it's not like it means like the end of the world is. I mean, of course, it's coming near regardless. But it doesn't mean like it's uh, like a, a remarkable uh, event. However, yes, it is notable and we should reflect. Um, the tawaf, we understand, has been stopped. Like I said, has happened before. The prayers are still going on. So Salatul Jama'ah took place, the regular prayers are taking place in Mecca and Medina. Uh, and it's, of course, it's good to have love and concern uh, for for the signs of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, for, for uh, the Holy Kaaba. Uh, but we should reflect because the Prophet Sallallahu was once uh, you know by the Kaaba, and he looked up at the Kaaba, and he remarked that Ma'adhamakhi Hurumatik that how great are you, and how great is your sanctity, you know, looking at the Kaaba. And then the Prophet ﷺ said that Yet the believer has greater sanctity to Allah than you The believer has greater sanctity to Allah than you And he went on to say That verily Allah sanctified you once Meaning the Kaaba And sanctified the believer thrice In his life, in his wealth And not to assume evil about him So if we have love and concern for the Kaaba And it's making us concerned and worried about what is happening there Which is good we should have even more love and concern for our fellow brothers and sisters. Uh, because, this is what the Prophet is telling us that the sanctity of the believer is greater than even the sanctity of the Kaaba, which is a very high f- level of sanctity, of course. Right? So this perhaps is one Thing that we should be reflecting on, and of course, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala has told, told us in the Quran, "Corruption has spread on land and sea as a result of what people's hands have done." So that Allah may cause them to taste the consequences of some of their deeds, and perhaps they might return, to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, perhaps they might return to the right path. So all of these calamities and trials Should make us reflect And should lead us to strengthening our relationship With Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you know, Try to do regular istighfar Make dua of course for protection And simple things so, like, Spiritual protection is just as important Perhaps if not even more important than the physical right? As the Prophet ﷺ has advised To recite three times in the morning and in the evening الَّذِي لَا يَضُرُّ مَعْ اسْمِهِ شَيْءٌ فِي الْأَرْضِ وَلَا فِي السَّمَاءِ وَهُوَ السَّمِيعُ alim. Prophet has told us, we say the tua three times in the morning, three times in the evening, and there will be no harm. Right? You will not experience any harm, insha'Allah. Okay, so try to practice that as well. And if after taking all reasonable precautions, you get impacted, your loved one still gets impacted, then we accept it as the qadr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is the divine decree of Allah Azza wa jalla, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has willed goodness for the believers in all matters. In all matters, in every situation there's khayr. Right? If there's blessings, you enjoy you say, alhamdulillah, there's hide in that. If there's hardship, you bear it, and there's goodness in that as well, inshallah. Okay. So yes, it may be difficult, it may cause hardship, and I'm not trying to minimize that. right? But at the end of the day, know that you will be rewarded for your patience, and that with this hardship, there will be some good, and great good, insha'Allah, even if you're not able to see it. So let us make dua, Ya Rabbul Alameen, protect us from all types of evil, harm and trial, Ya Rahman Rahim. Ya Alameen, protect us from all types of illness, spiritual, mental and physical illnesses, Ya Al Alameen. Ya Rahman, Ya Rahim, take this trial away from all people, Ya Al Alameen. Ya Al Alameen, cure all of those who are ill and who are suffering everywhere around the world, Ya Rabbul Alameen. Protect those who are trying to serve people through this trial by helping them and, and, and trying to give them help, Ya Al Alameen. Ya Allah, you are capable over all things and matters. Ya Al Alameen, nothing happens without your permission and your decree. So Ya Rahman, Ya Rahim, please end this illness and all other serious illnesses and hardships for us and our brothers and sisters in faith and humanity, Ya al Alameen. Unzaqullahu